0: Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. My name is Doug Wortham, and I have the distinct pleasure of hosting today's show from Haltdalen, Norway. We're here celebrating the 50th anniversary of the troop exchange program between the Minnesota National Guard and the Norwegian Home Guard. On today's show, we're going to talk to a few of our guests from both the U.S. contingent and the Norwegian Home Guard. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking. It's a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey.
1: As the cold of Minnesota's winter sets in, please take time to prepare yourself and your family for a safe and enjoyable season. First, as you plan for your winter travels, know before you go. Check on current weather warnings and always plan for extra time on the roads. Also, be sure to prepare an emergency survival kit for your vehicle. Next, dress for the cold and know the signs of frostbite. Great waxy skin and numbness in your extremities are early indicators. Frostbite and hypothermia can set in very quickly. Finally, be sure to check your carbon monoxide detectors for battery life and effectiveness. It's also a good idea to have the furnace tuned up by a professional if you have the means to do so. Whether you are one of our airmen or soldiers or part of our larger Minnesota community, we wish you and yours a happy and safe winter season.
0: Thank you, General Mankey. For more information, please go to Minnesotamilitaryradio.com. Joining me now, we're sitting in the back of a tracked vehicle in the training area outside of Haltdalen, Norway. I have Major Katie Lunning and also Major Evan. Huseby. Uh, Major Lunning is the U.S. contingent, the Minnesota National Guard's officer in charge for this operation, and Major Husby is the Norwegian Home Guard OIC for the uh, training event going on up here. Uh, Major Lunning, Major Husby, welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, it's great to be sitting here in the back of a tracked vehicle. We have to be back in here because we're on the top of a mountaintop, and uh, it's a little bit windy out there. Um, However, uh, it looks like you all are dressed for the occasion.
2: Yes, the Norwegian equipment is very special, and I'm pretty comfortable.
0: And so, uh, again, here we are, um, 50 years, and and I want to talk more about that in a second, but I think we need to just uh, establish a little bit about what it means to be an officer in charge here for this type of event. And so, Major Lunning, I'd like to start with you. Uh, You're the officer in charge for the Minnesota Contingent. What kind of preparation did you have to go through, and, and really what is that responsibility for you?
2: Sure. So they do an assistant officer in charge and an officer in charge every year. So I was selected as the assistant officer in charge last year, which means that I get to come back this year as the officer in charge. Last year, my job was to experience the Norwegian Exchange and learn how to be the OIC. Starting in about summer, we started touching base with the Camp Ripley contingent, and they're the ones that host the Norwegians at Camp Ripley. And we started our preparations. We got soldiers selected. We got the staff selected. So just a lot of prepping, making sure we knew what to bring over, getting our flights booked, just everything it takes to get 100 people from the U.S. to Norway, started making contacts with the Norwegian side, which worked out, and that's kind of the reason why you have an assistant go the first year, because now I have the Norwegian contacts, and we uh, were messaging back and forth, making sure that we're all on the same page to arrive. All
0: right, so as the assistant uh, officer in charge last year, uh, you came, you took a bunch of notes, got to experience some things, Um, not necessarily all the responsibility on your shoulders, but now this year, you are the person. um, How does that feel for you?
2: It's a challenge, um, and it's an exciting challenge, and that's part of the Norwegian Exchange, is to pick younger officers like myself, um, majors, and putting them in leadership positions to challenge them, and you have to make decisions.
0: And so did you get to uh, pick kind of your team, or how does that selection process go for the 100 soldiers and airmen that come over to Norway from Minnesota?
2: The soldiers and airmen have to put in packets uh, and get letters of recommendation. It was really we got to pick the platoon leadership and staff. Those were the ones who we looked more closely at and saw their letters of recommendation, their physical fitness scores, everything that it takes to show that there'd be a good representative of the U.S. and be capable of the leadership.
0: And uh, in, in Major Lunning, you are a Air Force major. And so it's important to point out that this is a group of soldiers and airmen from the Minnesota Army National Guard, Minnesota Air National Guard. So truly a joint type operation. And uh, I'm just wondering, how are the soldiers and the airmen doing?
2: They're doing great. Um, it's always fun to do joint operations because they get to see each other's differences, strengths, and weaknesses, and start building on them.
0: So I'd like to go over here to uh, Major Husby from the Norwegian Home Guard. And, and uh, in Major, so you're the officer in charge here for the, uh, the Norwegian exchange from the Home Guard. Uh, what has that responsi- responsibility been for you, and, and, and how did you get to be put into that position?
3: Uh, yeah, it's my first time uh, doing the exchange program. I joined the Home Guard uh, last summer. Uh, my responsibility is to plan and prepare and lead uh, the program here in Trøndelag. Uh, I have picked out some really good staff members, uh, extremely competent and skilled uh, Norwegian platoon leaders, platoon sergeants, and they all make sure that uh, the program goes as planned.
0: And you know, I want to talk to talk to you about uh, training here in a little bit. But is there been just uh, is this like a process that just never ends? Uh, You know, you do the exchange here. It's been fifty years with uh, Minnesota. Uh, As soon as this exchange is over, are you immediately planning and preparing for next year's exchange?
3: yeah of course Uh, so I carry with me a book uh, where I uh, write down my experiences uh, what to twitch for next year Uh, and of course uh, the home guard has a lot of experience with planning and uh, doing this uh, exchange program and we try to make it even a little bit better from year to year so at the end of the program we'll sit down with the uh, major learning and the rest of the um, the stuff and uh, write down uh, how can we do next year's exchange even better.
0: So we know there are about 100 uh, Minnesota National Guard soldiers and airmen out here experiencing this exchange. How many uh, people from the Norwegian Home Guard uh, staff or trainers are here to help provide the great quality training that you're putting together? Uh,
3: in a total, we're about 30.
0: Okay, so about thirty trainers. Uh, so that's a pretty good ratio. And uh, how do you assign then the duties? What do you? How do you uh, break things down so you can provide the best training possible? Uh, it's
3: all about experience. Uh, we do these kind of uh, winter drills with our own troops, so that's just latent in how we uh, how we train ourselves in the winter. Uh, and also, uh, what we do down to the platoon level, we. Have one platoon leader, one platoon sergeant, two instructors uh, in each platoon. Uh, so they follow each squad. Uh, and we go through the program for next day, every day, make sure that we
0: have focus on the right details and that we progress at a good manner. And when you are out here providing the training, uh, in your experience so far, has there been one element that uh, seemed to be kind of the most difficult uh, for our Minnesota National Guard soldiers and airmen coming over? Uh, For example, um, is skiing one of the things that might be uh, the most difficult, or uh, has it just been a pretty good experience altogether?
3: Uh, I'm extremely... um... Impressed with the skills of the airmen and guardsmen, they are adapting quickly. Uh, The skiing skills uh, have been said to be the best of all times, so I don't think the skiing skills are the greatest concern. we now see a change in the weather. There will be some uh, storm, stormy winds today, and that might just add the extra touch of uh, experiencing some difficulties. But uh, from what I've seen so far today, they will manage that also perfectly.
0: Excellent, and from your experience, uh, Major Lunning, uh, anything that uh, you've seen from our soldiers and airmen that uh, has been kind of a highlight so far as it relates to the training you've been experiencing?
2: I think the surprising highlight is going to be their skiing skills, because I would completely agree that they are doing amazing on skis. And then also the polar plunge, where they jumped into the frozen lake and got out and got rewarmed. And I think that they were all very surprised at how well they did and how fun it really was.
0: Well, it sounds like a great opportunity. Looking forward to see some of those pictures. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the training that's been going on and other experiences uh, at the 50th anniversary of the Norwegian Exchange. This is Doug Wortham on Minnesota Military Radio. We've been speaking with Major Katie Lunning and Major Evan Husby. Uh We will be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Doug Wortham. And Again, sitting here in Haltdalen Norway, and uh, spending the last segment with us was Major Katie Lunning and also Major Evan Husby, And they'll be joining me again for this segment. Uh, they're both the officers in charge for the uh, Norwegian Exchange here, the 50th anniversary. And um, so, you know, when we left the last segment, uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, you just kind of the makeup of uh, the Exchange, some of the um, experiences that our soldiers and our airmen um, ha- have been going through. Uh, what I'd like to hear a little bit about, uh, and, and I'll come to you for this, Major Husby, is the uh, the training plan. So, you know, this is a couple of weeks of uh, really, really good training, uh, some training that the soldiers and airmen may not have ever experienced before or may not again uh, back in Minnesota. So as you're putting this training plan together, just kind of walk us through what that training schedule looks like and, and what kind of major events uh, you selected to provide to the Minnesota contingent?
3: Yeah, so uh, upon arrival on Friday, we started preparing for the field training exercise. We used the uh, first day and second day, packing our gear and drawing the Norwegian equipment, adjusting the skis and all the um, squad equipment that we bring out uh, on the exercise. Uh, then we uh, deployed uh, on Sunday for the uh, exercise, and then it's all about the basics. Getting out into the um, snow, uh, putting up a tent, uh, making a good base, uh, getting hot meals ready, learning how to ski in formation, and then we just build step by step. So the next day it's more uh, skiing skills. We had a round robin where we went through avalanche rescue training, survival training and ski joring, just to improve skiing skills. Uh, Next day, a longer platoon march on skis, including the polar plunge. Then we moved up into the higher mountains, setting new base with more windy conditions. And today we're uh, doing ski marches up on the mountain where it's even more windy and more challenging with the weather. Tonight we'll do more alternative bivouacs and make sure we know how to um, get ourselves comfortable even without our tents. And then we'll uh, finish off the exercise tomorrow, uh, continuing on the program with a Bud Weekend this, uh, this weekend. And for next week, we have uh, multiple social events.
0: Uh, and so as you were um, coming out here to get to the training area, um, you had mentioned uh, journeying And uh, tell us a little bit about what that is and how that helps to improve the uh, skiing skills.
3: Yeah, so ski touring is uh, running behind a tracked vehicle uh, on skis, holding on to a rope. Uh, the way it uh, improved the, improves the skiing skills is that you're being challenged on your balance and being able to uh, hang on in all of the corners, the uphills, downhills. And it, it forms a kind of basic feeling to the skis and the ground how to stay up on your feet.
0: You also mentioned the fact that you're learning alternate. Um, opportunities or ways in which you can survive uh, for a sleeping location or shelter location. Uh, If you don't have a tent available, what what kind of alternate means uh, are you training on so that the soldiers and airmen would know how to survive in winter conditions?
3: Yeah, so the first one would be to build an uh, alternative bivouac uh, using branches, trees. Uh, I don't know exactly the uh, English term for it, but uh, we call it uh, gapahuk. Uh, I've heard some of you guys using the lean-to. Yeah, so that's the first one. And the second one is, of course, to use the snow, uh, dig into the snow and make a, a cave for one,
0: one man, two man, or for the ti- entire squad. When I had the opportunity to go through the training up here, um, I was telling Major Lunning before we started recording that the uh, best night of sleep I had was when we built the snow cave, and we built a six-person snow cave, and, uh, and it was definitely the best night of sleep, extremely comfortable and surprisingly warm inside the snow cave. Why is that, uh, why is that the case?
3: <laughs> it's the case because the snow uh, isolates pretty good. So the temperature is uh, is uh, comfortable, and also it's uh, you're packed in, so it's it's quiet. It's not a lot of noise, and you're uh, completely out of the uh, weather environment.
0: Now, Major Lunning, I want to come back to you and. Um you know, in Minnesota, there's great training opportunities, of course, up at uh, Camp Ripley. What have you seen to be some of the uh, major differences between uh, the type of training that's been conducted up there, maybe uh, equipment uh, differences versus coming here where I see that you're in a Norwegian uniform, so you've gotten rid of the, uh, the U.S. Uh, uniform, now you're in a Norwegian uniform. How is the equipment holding out for you, and what are some of those differences you've seen?
2: The Norwegian equipment is very specialized for winter training and you can tell wool is the base for everything we're wearing. uh, Their base layer is something called fishnets, which doesn't seem like it should be warm when you first put them on because they're full of holes, but it actually helps wick away any moisture and allows air to circulate so they are amazingly warm. Then you have wool underwear layers and a sweater layer and then the Gore-Tex jackets that help keep the wind out. So you can tell that a long, long time and lots of thought has been put into their their uniforms and they work amazingly well. Just how they train is different than Minnesota too. Just the way that they think about things. Um, they, skiing is how you get around because it keeps you on top of the snow so it makes you very efficient in how to move. Another part about the ski drawing is how it can move troops so efficiently. So if they need to get a few people from point A to point B very quickly they do it with the ski-joring. So just their thought process and how they set up their camp and how they face their tents and everything that they do is to be warm, to be comfortable. You learn about winter basics to keep you and your troops safe. So we look at our feet every night. We look at our hands. We talk about our health. You know, are we eating okay? Are we hydrating? And all of it is because you need to be a healthy soldier or airman in order to function as a unit.
0: And I want to come back to uh, you, Major Hughesby. So, you know, doing this training, uh, having— the uh, Americans here, who I'm assuming uh, there's maybe zero that speak Norwegian. So has there been any type of a a barrier in the ability to provide some training? And then what kind of differences have you seen between the two military forces as you've joined the American forces and the Norwegian forces?
3: What I see is that uh, the Norwegian instructors and staff uh, that's participating uh, on on our side, they... Uh, grow during this program by uh, getting training in the personal skills, because as a people we are more introverted, uh, while the Americans are more outgoing uh, uh, persons. So on the personal level and all the personal relations that have been established, we learn uh, greatly on the personal relations.
0: And, and I've seen, um, you know, just for my short time up here on, on the mountain, it, it appears as though it is like one big uh, family. Uh, it, it, it's very apparent that, uh, one, the, the soldiers, the airmen are very receptive to the training, that the Norwegian trainers are very receptive to for providing that training, and it just seems like everybody is just getting along uh, famously. What's your opinion about that?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, looks like an ordinary, coerced company out doing uh, the exercise.
0: So, uh, you know, as we, uh, we get ready to wrap up this interview here, just uh, a, a minute or so left, um, what would you say... Uh, And I'll ask this question of both of you. Um, What would you say to the American soldiers and airmen uh, that are going to be listening to this program that have thought about an opportunity to come to Norway? What would you tell them? What's your messaging?
2: You need to come. Uh, You will be challenged in ways that you never expected, and you will learn and grow so much as a soldier and an airman.
0: And from the Norwegian side, the opportunity for your Norwegian Home Guard soldiers to head over to Minnesota, receive that training, and, of course, to provide training here in Norway. What would be your messaging to anybody who's looking at getting involved in the Norwegian exchange?
3: Yeah, I would say get involved. Uh, come here and join us. And I will say go over there and go to Minnesota. And I will also use the opportunity to do a shout-out to everybody who has been here before.
0: Yes. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, Thank goodness we've got this track to sit in uh, because the wind is moving out there. You said that the weather's coming in. Um, I I just want to say thank you both so much for taking the opportunity to spend just a few minutes. I know you need to get back out to your soldiers, to your airmen, continue this training. But uh, thanks for joining Minnesota Military Radio, and I hope that you have a, a great rest of the day.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
3: Thanks.
0: That is Major Katie Lunning and also Major Evan Husby, both the officers in charge for the Norwegian Exchange. This is Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. In a moment, we're going to speak to a few more of our guests here out in Haltdalen, Norway. But first, it's time for the Commissioner's Corner, a weekly update from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Now here's Commissioner Larry Herkey.
1: Duty, honor, and pride, these words reflect the spirit of generations of American women who have sought to defend the rights of freedom of others, said Secretary of Veterans Affairs Eric Shinseki, March is Women's History Month. We take time to observe, celebrate, to pay tribute to the accomplishments women have made throughout history. Women in the military have made huge strides in the past years as they are now allowed to serve as equals with their male comrades in combat roles and have proven themselves by completing the grueling Ranger Corps. For years, women have been serving in the military alongside their male comrades. However, their service often goes unrecognized. As we observe Women's History Month, it's important that we also take time to pay tribute and recognize The service and sacrifice of our women veterans in Minnesota. This month, make it your mission to thank a woman veteran for her service.
0: Thank you, Commissioner Herkey. For more information, please go to Minnesotamilitaryradio.com. Still up here in the training area, Halt Dahlen, Norway, and uh, out on the mountaintop where they're building some. Uh, snow caves and i'm happy to uh run into the company commander of the u.s contingent captain tom hoffman uh, welcome to minnesota military radio
4: thank you very much great to be here i uh, enjoy being on top of the mountain with you guys as well uh, thanks for making the trek and checking out my my new snow cave we just dug
0: yeah so we're uh standing kind of in the entryway of your snow cave and uh I mean, it it looks like uh, it could provide some uh, really quick uh, shelter, and I think that's what you guys uh, designed this for. They're calling it a hasty uh, shelter?
4: Correct. So the purpose of this is a hasty individual uh, shelter. So if there is a bad storm coming, uh, the task and purpose is to be able to build uh, this snow shelter in 30 minutes or less to accommodate uh, surviving basically overnight. Uh, So it's enough to get down and away from the wind and the conditions, enough Uh, where you're insulated really by the snow and the ice blocks that you see in front of you to help block the wind as well.
0: And so as the uh, company commander of the uh, U.S. contingent here in uh, Norway, uh, is this your first time to Norway?
4: Yes, absolutely. This is my first time to Norway.
0: And uh, how is it that uh, you went through the selection process? Uh, When I was uh, speaking with uh, Major Lunning, uh, she talked about, uh, you know, each of the soldiers, the airmen, putting together an application and kind of going through that process. Is there a different selection process for the uh, company leadership?
4: There is. uh, To my understanding, uh, so, of course, there's a rank requirement. Um, Also, you submit all of your military background paperwork, so things like your deployments. Uh, any positions that you've held. So uh, I am a company commander on the um, National Guard side as well. So that helped prepare me to be the Norex company commander overseas. And then any overseas training as well. So I've been to uh, Lithuania, Croatia, uh, Canada, have a deployment as well. So those things combined with your physical fitness as well um, really is what's the aggregate of being selected to be the company commander for Norwegian Exchange.
0: And so I have to imagine, even though this is just a short um, amount of time here, I know that you did some, uh, you know, pre-training to get ready to come over here. But what's it been like leading a, um, I don't want to say necessarily a hodgepodge, but that's really what it is of soldiers and airmen. So you've got a joint uh, company with you of about 100 soldiers and airmen here. Uh, What's the dynamic of having the uh, two branches together and then bringing them across the world to a place like Norway? Uh, Yeah, so you kind of, you nailed it right on the
4: head. So a combination um, of Air Force uh, and Army, uh, it goes more in depth than that as well. So everyone comes from different backgrounds. Uh, So Army side, we have some infantry, some artillery, some medics. Um, uh, On the Air Force side, I mean, you can have mechanics, engineers. So everybody, almost from every MOS and background is combined. There's not many people here that know each other. So you're assigning new soldiers uh, to stand uh, to the you know left and right of other soldiers they've never met before. And you have leadership that are being tasked with um, supervising, taking care of, watching after these soldiers in harsh conditions that they've never met before. Uh, so really our, our train-up that we had, realistically, was two days uh, at Camp Ripley, Minnesota. Uh, and that train-up really consisted of... Um, team building exercises i mean that's that's what it's all about it's always about the man to your, and the woman to your left and your right so as long as you build those connections everything else will naturally just fall in place
0: and you said that you're also a company commander um, back home in minnesota uh, where are you assigned right now so i'm
4: currently assigned to crookson and three favor falls in bravo company uh, of the one three six combined infantry battalion so we're mechanized infantry um
0: and in how long have you been a company commander there uh, going on seven months now. Okay. And uh, military experience, uh, when did you join the uh, the Minnesota Guard?
4: Uh, well, it's coming up. I, I'm sure my gray hairs show. <laughs> but uh, I enlisted in
0: 2008, uh, commissioned in 2015 through ROTC at St. Cloud State. And so you mentioned uh, other places you've been uh, training-wise, uh, deployments. How, how does this experience here in Haltdalen, Norway, up here on the mountaintop, how does that rank with your other experiences in the military? Uh, to be honest, as fun and
4: as great as this is, uh, this, I would say, is more difficult than um, being in Lithuania, Croatia. So when I was mobilized uh, to go to those positions, I was a platoon leader. Um, now, with that being said, I'm going with my platoon. I, I know all my soldiers. I know my leadership. They know me. We all, you can, I mean, you know, you have a military background. You can look through night vision goggles and you can identify somebody just by the way they walk. That's how in-depth you know your soldiers. Uh, coming to Norway in these harsh conditions, um, you, have to, you have to build those connections, and you have to learn these soldiers, and you have to rely on your military background and experience to really push forward and enjoy what you're doing, right? That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, so did it prepare me? Yeah, it, it did. Um, that helped me in my position of being the company commander because my job is to lead. Um, my job is to empower subordinates and make sure they're doing the right
0: thing. And that's, that's exactly what we're doing here. Well, I can't imagine there's really a better way to build that team than, uh, you know, one, jumping in with your battle buddy, having to dig this hole and, and making sure that uh, you get the snow cave, this hasty shelter done uh, just right to protect you from the elements. And, and then, of course, uh, relying on each other uh, for that support and, and really motivation as you're skiing up and down uh, the hill. So so I've seen, and I'm sure you have over the last week or so that you've been here, a lot of great uh, camaraderie and, and probably actually building some of those relationships that will be long-lasting even after our soldiers and airmen get home.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I have a good
0: example for you.
4: Um, so we have a, a blue platoon, a uh, third platoon. Um, over, over the course of events, uh, naturally you occur injuries. Uh, so a soldier, soldier rolled their ankle to a point where they can't walk. Uh, we have uh, hot stoves and uh, tents in close quarters. You're not used to sleeping with these soldiers. Uh, of course, you trip on them. Anyways, uh, has burn, she has burns on her hands, so she can't operate the skis. Uh, that didn't stop Blue Platoon from bringing that, those soldiers out here. So we they used their training they learned just two days ago uh, to load these soldiers into uh, pokas, those sleds, and they brought them out here uh, with them. I mean, otherwise, the alternative is they just sit in the tent by themselves in the cold, waiting for everyone to come back eight hours later. So th- that's the camaraderie in the team building that we're getting out of this, is they're bringing them out here with us. So that way they can conduct any other training that they can possibly do. But worst-case scenario or correction, uh, best case is you don't leave anybody behind.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a true testament to the type of relationships that are, relationships that are being built out here. Um, so, you know, again, this experience, uh, what would you say to those soldiers, those airmen back in Minnesota, they're going to be listening to this broadcast, and uh, maybe they've thought about um, – Uh, trying to to sign up for and and come to Norway for this experience, what would you tell them? I would tell them this is, and it truly is, a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity.
4: Um, You have to be mentally prepared, uh, not only for the conditions, uh, but for the fact that you don't know the person to the left or or the right of you, and you're going to be constantly challenged on every event that you do. Last time I skied, I was in sixth grade, right? Uh, I don't jump into freezing water. Uh, I did that. So uh, preparing yourself. For the the soldiers that you don't know, events that you're not familiar with, you're going to constantly go outside of your comfort zone uh, and be challenged. And then once you reach that point where you're comfortable, they're going to make you go up a hill and dig a snow cave. So uh, don't give up. Constantly put your name in for the application. It's, it's worth it. It's 100% worth it.
0: Well, hey, thank you so much for taking a few minutes uh, out of your uh, time. You probably needed the break here uh, from the uh, hasty uh, shelter. But uh, thanks for joining us on Minnesota Military Radio. That's Captain Tom Hoffman, uh, the commander for the contingency here on the 50th anniversary of the Norwegian Exchange.
4: Hey, thanks for coming out. It really means a lot seeing the news crew and you guys bundled up and making the trek out here that we have to do. So, yeah,
0: thanks for coming. Well, it's tough duty, but someone has to do it. <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us on Minnesota Military Radio. Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. This is Doug Wortham. I'm here in the training area in Haltdall in Norway. And I'm actually half inside of a hasty shelter with four uh, Norwegian trainers uh, taking care of our soldiers and airmen out here and the staff. And uh, I just want to say welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. And, and if I could just have you all just uh, introduce yourself, tell me your name. Yeah. So my name is Torbjörn Lundberg.
5: I function as a platoon leader for the staff. My name is Ura Rundingsgren, and I, was, I am a squad leader at, for the staffs.
6: Uh, my name is Vidare, and I'm a platoon sergeant for the staff. And my name is Bjorn
5: Ude, and I'm uh squad leader for the staff.
0: Okay, I won't repeat your names, but I will say uh, welcome and, and thank you for letting me squeeze in here with you. This is definitely a hasty shelter. It's not very big, but uh, definitely nice and warm in here. And... Um, So I walked in, and and they're so friendly in here. I'd I'd like for you to please just uh, tell me, what was it that you offered me to eat right away?
5: (laughs) We offered you to eat uh, blue cheese on cookies, because that's what we had at at hand when we had a guest inside the, the snow cave.
0: So blue cheese on a cookie, the uh, regular crackers were gone, but uh, I'll tell you what, it was uh, a pretty tasty uh, treat. And I have to imagine that uh, when you're out in the survival, much like a hasty uh, shelter, uh, you know what, sometimes you just got to try new things, don't you? Yeah, you sure you do. <laughs> and so right now I see that uh, you're cutting something up with a knife there. Uh, what are you cutting in here to eat?
6: I'm cutting uh, reindeer sausage. It's uh, made uh, of pure reindeer meat and some fat and spices, and it's been dried for uh, about a month, and it's uh, real tasty and uh, energy-giving.
0: And so is that one of the uh, staples while you're out here in training to, uh, you know, obviously it's small, so you can pack uh, quite a bit of it, but uh, the, the big thing here is the protein and the energy, isn't it?
5: Of course. It's to have energy to keep the energy
0: reserves uh to last. As well. So, uh, the training out here uh, with the uh, soldiers, the airmen from the uh, Minnesota National Guard, how's that experience been so far? For us, it's a fantastic
5: opportunity uh, to, to train with our uh, common friends for peace, and um, I would say our main allies uh, have them here, learn how how they do things, and they can see how we do things, so our Camaraderie builds, and yeah, we become uh, better allies.
0: And have you uh, had anything that's been kind of uh, challenging or um, or interesting as you've gone through the training here with uh, your U.S. partners, uh, mixing in with uh, your trainers?
5: No, it's uh, going fine. It's uh, kindly people are coming, and yeah, uh, just good times.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Um, have you trained with uh, the U.S. soldiers previously?
6: Yes. I've done. I have been done this Norex exchange since 2015. And uh, every year I've been joining uh, the staff and uh, doing the skills with the survival and making fire. And I also have some uh, years with the U.S. Marine Corps. I have a winter training with them. So, yeah. A lot of uh, training with the U.S.
0: personnel. And... uh... As you're doing um, this training, what what do you find to be the best part about uh, having the uh, U.S. soldiers and airmen here mixing in with uh, with the home guard and, and with you all as trainers? Uh,
5: that's what I love to see is the improvements of all the skills we are teaching them and see they doing their own uh, thoughts about things and do things we didn't haven't teach them yet. They just see things and find what they're
4: comfortable with
0: and so do you find that uh the the soldiers the airmen coming over here from the minnesota guard are just kind of like sponges and just really sucking up on everything that uh that you all are are telling them and, and they're really receptive to learning absolutely
5: i would say that's the main thing to highlight is how observant and how careful they listen to everything we say uh first they hear it in theory and then they're able to uh transform that into practical use and uh, eventually end up thriving uh, here out in the Norwegian winter and, and terrain. So that's, yeah, sponges 100%.
0: Well, I think it, uh, it's a great opportunity for these soldiers, these airmen, to come out here to uh, to learn for what I will call are the experts. Uh, you definitely have the system down. Uh, this hasty shelter is extremely nice, but I do need to know, and either one of you can uh, can jump on this one here, but what what kind of things um, have you done that maybe have been kind of like practical jokes uh, on some of our uh, our soldiers or our airmen that maybe you of course is not part of the training but it's it's still kind of fun to do. Who wants to jump in on this one? I can may, I can
5: maybe jump in on it. So one thing we teach them is about the snow snake, the infamous Norwegian snow snake that. Uh, they need to clap on the snow before they go to sleep so the snow snake goes away and guess what there is no such thing as a as a snow snake we also tell them i think as norwegians we look serious when we talk all the time so we say if you sweat you die but we never tell them that's a that's a lie so you have them asking this is not completely true and obviously it's not it's not completely
0: true so yeah So how long do you let the uh, soldiers, the airmen from uh, Minnesota, uh, continue to lap onto the snow before you tell them that uh, there really is no such thing? Or uh, does it just uh, continue to go throughout the entire exchange? As long as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So I I do need to to ask this question. I've heard one of the other practical jokes is that uh, you've told people to, um, to wax the top of the skis. Is that still happening?
6: Yeah, it happens, um, and uh, it's kind of funny looking uh, to everybody having their, their, your your wax on and nobody tells them uh it's just
0: a joke so yeah it's fun to watch (laughs) well and i'm sure that back in minnesota when uh you know some of the qrf is is there and and your home guard soldiers are are there that uh there's some practical jokes that they play but i think it's all in good uh fun good camaraderie camaraderie as you've already mentioned um how important is it though to spend this time together to get to know each other um and, and train with each other I
5: would say the first part you mentioned to know each other is the main thing, uh, and that's uh, on uh, a bigger picture. Uh, Norwegians getting to know American soldiers is um, is crucial we will know more about the culture more more about the soldier skills and they will know more about us making us
0: better allies better friends and, and you speak about the allies and the friends this is a friendship a relationship that's been going on for 50 years now this is the 50th anniversary does that mean something special to you being a part of the 50th anniversary uh, yes that was a quick short answer um okay how about uh, what about you what, what do you think 50 years um how do you feel about that
5: yeah, we're looking forward to 50 New Year's, so, uh, yeah.
0: And I know there was a big celebration um, back in Minnesota before we came here, and uh, I know there will be another big celebration. Uh, of course, uh, Thursday night uh, out here, we'll have the American meal. Um, are you looking forward to the American meal?
6: Sure, sure. That's a big highlight every year, because uh, everybody is coming back from the FTX, and we get served uh Real American dinner uh, it's uh, it's like we say in the Norway we say go standing. it's uh, really good times so th- yeah that's a highlight where we are sharing uh, we are um, sharing uh, the things you have learned, the things are expi- expired and so yeah, it's a really good evening.
0: So just uh, a few seconds left here. Um, You know, it's been a a week and a half uh, of training together, getting to know each other. Um, Moving from here, uh, how do you think these friendships will continue to um, grow uh, throughout the the next coming years? After you, uh, after the Minnesotans leave, do do you stay in contact with some of those soldiers and airmen yet and maintain that friendship?
5: We have already built uh, co- groups in different uh, social media platforms because uh, friendship in these conditions, being out in the field, grows so intense and so fast. So we already plan on how to keep in touch, how to exchange pictures and how to send pictures from next year's Norex uh, to the guys we got, fr- uh, got to become friends with on, on this year's uh, Norex.
0: Final question. Is this the best... Norwegian Exchange this year, the fiftieth year. Is this the best group you guys have had?
6: Absolutely, that's for sure, and it's not a lie because they are really good skiers, and everybody's uh, doing everything. We are trying to learn them, so absolutely best ones. So you picked the right one for the fifty one.
0: <laughs> well, I would like to say thank you for inviting me into your shelter. Uh, for sharing the blue cheese and cookie, along with the reindeer mate, uh, meat. Um, I can't thank you enough uh, for, for spending time with us on Minnesota Military Radio. Uh, thanks so much, and, uh, and be safe the rest of the day. Stay warm, and uh, look forward to spending uh, dinner with you uh, Thursday with the American Meal.
4: Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank All you. Right.
0: Okay, we're just about out of time here. But before we wrap up this, uh, this show, uh, spending this great time out here at Halt Dahlen, Norway, uh, 50th anniversary of the Norwegian Exchange. I want to bring in uh, Zach Halverson, who really helps out Minnesota Military Radio with production and and editing. And, And Zach, you had the opportunity to travel with us out here to Norway, spend some time up on the mountain. What'd you think about today?
1: Uh, it was nice to uh, to get out of the studio and and you know we hear all these amazing stories on the the show, but to actually see uh, you know firsthand what uh, these amazing people do and uh, Norway was is just an incredible place. Uh, the, the interaction between the Norwegian Home Guard and the Minnesota National Guard was was really cool to see and uh, certainly just a, an honor and a privilege to to be able to witness all this firsthand.
0: So is there anything, uh, Zach, that uh, you really learned about yourself today as we were
1: traveling up the mountain? (laughs) I learned that uh, I can still fit in the snow pants and uh, trudge through uh, about two feet of snow if I need to.
0: Well, that's a good thing to know, Zach. Hey, thanks for spending the time with us. And as I mentioned, we are just about out of time. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week out here. Uh, Major Katie Lunning, Major Evan Hughesby, Captain Tom Hoffman, our fabulous Norwegian trainers, Tor Bjorn, Vider, Ola, and Bjorn. Of course, Commissioner Larry Herkey of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. And finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Please join us again next week when we return to our normal programming from the comfy iHeartMedia studio in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Doug Wortham, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you find a way to make a positive impact on someone's life. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, Media, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and
1: acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at minnesotamilitaryradio.com.